This episode's random word is. And what does this mean, Chisa chan? Easy to win. Easy to win. Oh, it pretty much like simply means a, a piece of cake. Piece of cake. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, be... this is just so easy. Don't worry about it type things. Okay. So, for example, something that you can like achieve easily. Okay. Easily achieved. I like that. Mm-hmm. And that was rakushou. 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 Yes. Rakushou. Okay. Perfect. Well, Perfect. Then. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and with that said, let's move on to this week's exciting announcements and podcast and lesson and conversation. Yes, sounds good. Here we go. Welcome to another exciting week of the Japan podcast.、Mm-hmm. And today's lesson is going to be an announcement as well. So I'm going to start off with that. So, this podcast was recorded not only to share the amazing world of kanji with you, but it's also to share an amazing announcement. Now, Japan, we work really hard and strive to provide the best Japanese education possible. Isn't that correct, Chisa chan? Yes, it is. And, well, with that said, what we have done is we've launched a new blog section, we've launched a new courses section,、mm-hmm. and we also just launched a new course all about learning and getting started with kanji.、Mm. Now, this is great news because this course covers all you need to know to actually. Get started learning kanji.、Mm-hmm. Now, most people find that kanji when they first see it is, oh, that's so complicated, that's so ancient, and only real Japanese need to know this. <laughs> But, and then, But Chinese. Yeah, right? And then even when you talk to Japanese, they say, oh, kanji takes years of dedication, it's very confusing, and there's thousands of characters. But, Some, something when you talk about like losing weight, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. There's just so much to cover. But I think that kind of steers people away from actually learning kanji.、Mm-hmm. But in actuality, like I've been to Japan now like five or six times, and you see the same kanji everywhere you go, and there's stuff that you can recognize that is actually extremely useful. Now,、um, I've shared some stories in the course and the blog and stuff, but like there's little things like just knowing two kanjis. Will save you a great deal of stress in your vacation. Two kanjis? Just two. Just、okay. two. That would be male and female. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, so like if you can understand just the basic essential kanjis, if you even knew just 10 kanji symbols, you can really enjoy your time in Japan quite a bit more. Oh, yeah, I think so.、Mm-hmm. So, Chisa chan. Hi. In Japan. Uh-huh. Or actually, let's, where should we start? I think let's start with the history of kanji. Oh, okay. So, for those of you who don't know, Chisa, do you know the story of bur- burning turtle shells? <laughs> burning turtle shells? No.、Uh, is it like fortune telling things?、Uh, kind of, maybe.、Mm. Um, but basically, I tried to look at all the different ways of history of kanji and how it was developed. But、wow. um, when it came to Japan at first, feel free to pitch in and、mm. correct me if I'm. Okay. Saying anything that you know better. But,、um, anyways, thousands of years ago, Japanese culture didn't have writing. And this actually set them apart and kind of made them look 
less advanced and actually made them a bit more vulnerable for like attacks and other cultures kind of getting smarter than they are. So they needed to upgrade, but somehow Chinese came along and they brought kanji, which is actually Chinese characters, to Japan. And that developed the first writing system. But funny, funnily, when I looked back into this, this is the turtle shell thing. The Chinese, when they developed kanji at first, this is what I heard just in some random post. I don't know how legit it is, but I thought it was funny and worth sharing. Is the Jap or the Chinese, they went, to, they found turtles that were dead. They would burn the shells of the turtles, and whatever pattern was left in the shell after burning, they thought it was a message from their god. So they ended up、um, drawing the burnt shell patterns, and that established their characters. And they used that as a signal from the gods.、Um, and this may sound pretty interesting and weird. To us in modern times, but think about it like thousands of years ago,、uh, um, you didn't have any understanding of a lot of the things we do now.、Um, so, anyways, that is how that became a story. I found it quite interesting. What, what do you think about that burning turtle shells and drawing the burnt marks afterwards?、Mm, sounds very to that. Like a traditional ritual that would happen in somewhere Asia. <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, I just found that quite interesting, so I wanted to share. And quickly to finish up this history section, I wanted to also state that kanji is one of the three languages in Japan. And obviously, it was the first one made up of very complicated、uh, looking Chinese characters. So the Japanese ended up evolving these characters over the many years afterwards to simplify them and modify them to suit the Japanese language more closely. And that is how we had hiragana and katakana after that. Hiragana is the new native Japanese language alphabet, that's correct? It's like to represent all the native Japanese sounds? Yes. Okay, perfect. And katakana is the other alphabet which is used to state、uh, foreign words such as kompyuta and juusu. <laughs> Yes, that's correct. Yeah, like stuff,、uh, words imported from other countries and such.、Mm-hmm. Okay, so with all that history stuff out of the way, Chisa chan,、mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you as a Japanese,、uh, like how often is kanji used? How commonly is kanji used in Japan? Where will people see this? Pretty much anywhere. Anywhere, hey? So, like business cards, signs, and. and yeah, all- everywhere. Okay, and as a, like a foreigner, would you recommend that they learn kanji?、Mm, as just you mentioned previously, like learning like a 10 uh, crucial kanjis would be a big help for sure. Okay. Yeah, it's just like、uh, um, I didn't realize as a Japanese, but then like when I、um, went back to Japan,、yeah. I found actually a lot of like、uh, signs that are written in only kanjis. No, like English kind of subtitles underneath. Okay. Especially like a countryside area. So, yeah, so it's just easy to actually, like, you know, to be able to recognize some kanji so that you feel more comfortable. I feel like, because, like, uh, um, if I just go somewhere, like, use this, like, totally different language. Yeah. 
Uh, for example, even though like, uh, let's say that Korea is very close to Japan,、mm-hmm. but I can't read the Korean. Yeah. Like they have different、uh, characters. Right. So I'm kind of pretty familiar with, but then like、uh, because I can't read any of their characters, I feel like more like in my mind, I feel a little like、uh, busy in a way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel. I feel more confused. Okay. Yeah. And as a. Explanation. Yeah, no, I get it. I like、yeah. it.、Um, and as a Japanese, because you were born and raised in Japan, you went through all the Japanese education and stuff. How do the Japanese learn kanji? Like, how would you say your kanji level is based、uh, on learning it? Kanji level? Yeah. Like, how, how would you rate yourself on the kanji scale? Uh, I think I'm pretty good. I, even though I can't read it, I can't understand the meaning. Okay. Yeah, so I think if I went to China,、yeah. I'd feel more comfortable because、ah. at least、uh, I, like, even though the countries they use may be different from how we do in,、uh, in Japan,、yeah. but still, like, you know, because like, I'm so like, used to looking at those,、yeah. I could kind of get some. You know, like、mm-hmm. understanding. Yeah. And, and walk me through just growing up in Japan. How did you learn kanji? School. School, hey? Yeah, most likely. I think elementary school mainly, right? For example, like I love reading comics. Yeah. But then, like, it has kanjis all the time. Like,、uh, actually, it's funny, but then, like, when the Japanese writing doesn't use kanjis, To us, it's harder to use, like harder to read. Okay. Yeah, or like even like when you are like skimming through. Yeah, skimming through. Yeah, when you are skimming through. Yeah. Like、uh, because like we can capture like a kanji very like quickly, we can get them like、uh, the meaning of the whole like paragraph. Right. Yeah, so kanji is pretty important to us, at least just to、uh, read. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And、um, speaking of comics and stuff like that, like as you said, you can quickly skim through and read it. Can you just talk a little bit about how you read kanji? Because it's quite different than alphabets and letters. How I read the kanji? Yeah, like how people can read, like how to read the symbols and how the symbols work. Because they're actually,、oh. like kanji itself is not just a series of letters. Like in the English language, you sound out letters to form words.、Mm-hmm. Kanji, each symbol actually represents an entire meaning, right? And it can be read in many different ways. From what I've seen, correct me if I'm wrong, is kanji characters mean、um, specific meanings, like for example, mountain, sun, origin, book. Like it's just one character to represent an entire thing.、Mm-hmm. And Each symbol can also mean multiple different meanings. So, like, one symbol could mean origin and book and truth or something like that. So, you really have to take into account the context of where these symbols are used to help kind of decode and puzzle together these actual meanings. And also, symbols can be read to actually have pronunciations as well. Depending on the context, like how they're combined. So there's, there's also like a Chinese way to read it and a Japanese way to read it. Is, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also,、yeah. you have some study. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's quite a few different ways to read it. But like in general, do you read kanji more as like sounding out pronunciation from it, or is it more symbol based for actual meanings? 
Uh, both. Both, eh? Uh, you know, like, uh, for example, um, just like the quick way of like cheating, how you get to kind of understand how we use kanji. Yeah. How I kind of read it. It's yeah. like when I see like the kanji, like two kanjis yeah. like put together, mm-hmm. I would just read them in Chinese way, I think. Okay. Like the kanji original, like as you mentioned, like yeah. originally came from China and uh, and then the Chinese had like different sound to it. And mm-hmm. after all, I think Japanese created different way of reading each kanji. Mm-hmm. So like um, most of kanjis uh, ha- have at least more than two ways of uh, reading, right? Right, yes. Yeah. But then, so like one is like, um, it's read in Chinese way. Mm-hmm. The other way is to be read like uh, in Japanese way. Yeah. But when it's read in Japanese way, most likely it has a hiragana after. Right, yeah. Isn't that called kunyomi? Yeah, kunyomi. Kunyomi. That's Japanese way. And onyomi uh, is... Uh, Chinese, Chinese one. You don't have to memorize it. Yeah, like yeah, it's just like uh, two names of like how we read the kanjis in different ways, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when I say like two kanjis put together, most likely like they are, uh, they have onyomi, which is like Chinese way. Okay. And then, but when uh when it's read the Japanese way, it I think should have like hiragana after to uh. To make uh, a whole like to make a whole like kind of word. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. For example, um, yeah, we should just train. Oh yeah, sure. Train. Okay. It's uh, called densha. Densha. Yeah. Okay. Densha. Hmm. Then, surprisingly. Then, like densha is created by like two different kanjis. One means electronic. The second means uh, vehicle. Okay. Yes. And then like uh, surprisingly, the first one has only I think one way of reading. Oh, okay. Den. Gen. No, no. Den. Oh, oh den. <laughs> den. Yeah, sure. den. Yeah. And then the second one has like kuruma. Kuruma. Is the Japanese way of reading. Oh, okay. Yeah, kuruma actually doesn't have like any hiragana to support. Oh. Yeah, when you put like a, uh, this kanji kuruma, mm-hmm. you, you can just read it as only kuruma. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah, so again, like when the kanji is only like uh, left only alone. Yeah. Then, like, uh, it's also read in, like, a Japanese way. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's actually really cool. So, it's like a puzzle. Because, like, if you were to read it the Japanese way, kunyomi, Mm -hmm. then it would be denkuruma. But that's not how you say. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe, like, some, like, uh, kids may read it as, like, oh, denkuruma. But then, like, (laughs) parents would just cry. Oh, no, no, that's, uh, uh, you can read it. Onyami. Yeah. Densha. Yeah, densha. Okay, great. Yeah. Wow. So, yes, 
And yeah, so this fun, puzzling way of reading kanji is actually included in the PDF you get with the course and also explained within the course itself. It's all in the video series and the PDF, so please make sure to download that so you can go through. I created like a, a game section where I have a bunch of these puzzles of kanji and you can actually see the two individual symbols and their individual meanings and then you can try to guess what the actual kanji means. It's pretty fun, so I recommend brewing up a nice cup of coffee and going through these puzzles. It's like a little word search. I yeah, enjoyed yeah. it actually. It was a lot of fun. I actually personally enjoy kanjis too. It's fun, right? Yeah, totally. It's quite, it's, it's like you're Indiana Jones, I always felt. Like you're looking at these ancient symbols like, oh, what does this mean? You found these on the wall somewhere. And ah, yeah, you don't have to understand or like master kanjis just as long as like a you get familiar with just the look. Yeah. You feel more comfortable because like, uh, 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 if you ever just uh, go to Japan, you feel more comfortable seeing like uh, all, all of pictures or like the symbols, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of mastering kanji, you had mentioned to me earlier that there's actually a course people take in Japan to actually master kanji. Is it such an advanced subject? Is this... How does this work and what is this all about? Yeah, I met a Canadian man who used to live in Japan. And then uh, when he was in Japan, he worked. Commuting time was like almost a two hours. So he decided to learn kanji, like, just like a game, right, on a, on a phone. Mm -hmm. And then like, he also like, felt like, uh, more comf comfortable with kanji. So he decided to take the certificate. Mm. And I think he got a like, pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. He said like uh, when like he just got into like the certificate, like the very like uh, lowest level, like uh, um, at the class, like he saw like most of like, uh, you know, student or like whoever like uh, uh, taking the exam were kids. Really? Those are the advanced students. And also, if you're ever traveling to Japan, they also have kanji ink writing workshops, which looks pretty fun, actually. I'd like to try that. You go and you paint with the big old authentic brushes and you paint out a couple characters, I imagine. Where could you do it? I don't know. I've, I've seen random advertisements for it, so I'd have to check that out myself. Um, and one other thing here, in terms of education, how, how do you learn it? In school, like, do you have to master how many hundreds of these characters as you go through the years? Oh, I don't remember. Quite a bit. Yeah? Yeah, I think over 500 throughout the three years. I'm not sure. Okay. I remember every week when I was in, like, uh, between, like, grade one to uh, grade six or seven, we would have, like, a country exam, like, the quick, like, really, like, the quick quiz every week really so it's like a spelling test yeah, <laughs> kind yeah, yeah. of and yeah, then yeah. we all, all like had to kind of like uh, research about each kanjis and then like learn like how to how to write how to read yeah it was fun like we just made a group and then with the group like we had to like study the giving kanjis like 10 or so okay. all together mm. yeah and then like uh, yeah, we enjoy, like, we just kind of learn, like, how, like, each kanjis were made. The kanji means effort, has uh, three different elements. And then, like, the first, like, on, like, uh, on the top, there are two kanjis. 
with the one big bigger kanji at the bottom, and then like one the left side means uh, women, and then right side ah uh, sorry yeah right side means a uh, crotch yeah, and then the bottom part means uh, power, and uh, then the teacher power <laughs> yeah the teacher is just like I think he was weird yeah. but then, like he just explained to us uh, we are I think ten or eleven yeah. Yes, old and then, anyway, he said like, you know what? This like kanji means effort because when we women give birth, like they need to put like so oh, much power to crotch. <laughs> That's why. Oh my goodness. That's why this kanji uses women. Crotch and power means effort. Wow! <laughs> so I was like, "Wow, that's what it means." <laughs> But I feel kind of inappropriate nowadays. I'm not sure if that. Yeah, I think it's quite funny. Yeah. Anyway, that teacher yeah. was weird. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense, though. Yeah, but you know, like I enjoy just, just as you said, like it's just like a puzzles. Just you need to kind of like, uh, you know, you know, gain as like your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, about like uh, each kind of elements. Yes. Of kanji. Yeah. And then once like you get to understand like the elements, like you have better understanding about like uh, a lot more kanjis, even though you don't understand or you don't know how to read. It's like the same as English. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like ah, uh, uh, let's go like return. Yeah. Return. Yeah. Return. Like when you see. R E. It kind of means like go back, right? Because like we turn is like turning back. Yeah. And then like uh, um, repeat. Pete. Uh, What is Pete? I don't know. Pete is sure. a name. We tie you. Tie. I didn't tie. Oh no. Re returning. Uh, let's to... go like a reunion. It's uh, like you uniting yes. like again, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, or re. Whatever mm-hmm. you think, you know more. So. Revoke. <laughs> yeah. Mm, or like reread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, rethink. Yeah. Ah, yeah, See? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so many like uh, words. Reimagine. Start with, yeah, so like when mm. we hear like we. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Maybe that means there's something to do again. Yeah. Like a rethink or to mm-hmm. think again. Yeah. Yeah. Rebuttal. Yeah. <laughs> or we love this. Oh. Re-listen to this podcast. Yeah, so same as that. Like <laughs> yeah. when you see women power mm, and yeah. cross, you you think, oh, like uh, we so what does a, this kanji do? We should make a list of funny kanjis. This is hilarious. Powerful crotch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, powerful like women, like yeah. female powerful crotch yeah. means effort. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. sure like guys can make really good efforts. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. There you go. Um. Okay, I also wanted to share with people what hurigana is. Hurigana. 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 Uh, <laughs> I said that wrong, probably. Yeah. Uh, what is what is hurigana? Hurigana. Ah, it's just like as explained, like when a kanji is read in Japanese way. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, hurigana needs to be there. So like mm-hmm. hurigana is just only hiragana, mm-hmm. but just to support. Uh, kanji mm-hmm. to make uh, uh, to yeah to support kanji to become one word. For example, like uh, hmm. in a manga, I'm trying to read a little bit. Um, they have 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. They have kanji characters used, but they also put the hiragana right beside the kanji characters. So in case you can't read the kanji, you can read the hiragana and still get the meaning from it. It's like a little practice. Ah, that's true. I'm sorry. What I explained was the different meaning of hiragana. I think hiragana has like a different, uh, two different meanings. They do like pretty much the same things, but yeah, as Kyle said, like the, let's say like books or mangas, like they use some like uh, kind of like high level kanjis that most of people can't read. In that case, like they put hiragana so that we can read in uh, hiragana. Perfect. And I think like everything we've covered so far kind of gives you a better idea of how kanji works and what it is and just how fun it actually is. Like a lot of people, as I mentioned in the beginning, think kanji is so difficult and complicated. And, you know, in reality, it can be. But again, if you're just traveling through Japan or want to understand some more mangas or read subtitles in your movies or whatever it is, you can easily learn the basic kanjis and you can get more familiar and confident doing this and actually start to enjoy it. And the more you know about how it works, the more you can continue learning just naturally as you go through and keep recognizing things and patterns within this. So with that said, that's why I wanted to create this new course. And you can sign up for this course in the description of this um, podcast or just go to japanline.com check out our website and go to the courses section. It's on the main page. Just scroll down and you'll see introduction to kanji. And within this course, I'm so excited to share these videos. We have a couple of videos on there that share with you the history and how to read kanji. And then we share with you the most essential kanjis that I've found from just being in Japan. And we also share a fun video, how you can create the kanji for your own name and how we can have a lot of fun with this. Um, I had a lot of fun creating the kanji for my name. And aside from these videos, I've put together a fun blog post, and you can check that out in the new Japan blog, which I'm super stoked about. And I created a PDF for you, which has a fun book that shares puzzles and more information on kanji. Now, the intention with this course was simply just to avoid the fears and overwhelm of kanji and actually get you confident looking at it and recognize the basics, how it works and what you need to know just to get by in Japan. And I really feel like after this course, you'll be enjoying what kanji is and you'll actually be more inspired to learn more and we can help you with that in the future. So I really hope you go to japanline.com and scroll down to check out the free courses section. You can find this course there. You can look in the link of this podcast to sign up and get all the free bonus content with the course. And I really just hope you check it out. It's a lot of fun and I think you're going to enjoy kanji quite quickly after starting. So with that said, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and we look forward to speaking with you more in the future. Arigatou gozaimasu. Talk to you soon. ありがとうございます。